Hello and welcome back to the BTF podcast. That is the Back to Football podcast, the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about football. Uh, this week uh, feels very much like uh, the end of football, at least the, the media and, and fans, etc., have um, have reacted in a way to uh, to news this week that football is, is dying uh, and is in need of... Um, I don't know, fans to come forward and and, uh, clubs alike to save the sport. Now, we're going to talk about that on the show today. I'm sure you've heard a lot about it. You've heard opinions um, across the the media world, pundits, ex-players, your friends. Um, We've all been talking about it. So we thought, you know, why not weigh into that conversation uh, and what a trio we have uh, to talk about it today. Uh, I'm one of those uh, involved in the trio, Dan Brown, Dan BTF. Check me out on uh, YouTube, Instagram, all those. Uh, we're also joined by Greg TMR. Greg, how are you? In a mental 24 hours, I can't lie. Um, yes. Yeah, but <laughs> a- apart from that, I'm good processing it all. But yeah, man, all good down here. And we also have joining us from uh, North Carolina, USA, uh, Mr. John Aldinho. How are you, Dino? Howdy, y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm good. I'm good in life, but pissed about football. But we'll get to that. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think we just jump straight into it today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. the just just like they did. <laughs> Let's yes, be honest. <laughs> yeah. So what was it like on Sunday night? I think um, yeah. it was like just before midnight. You have these twelve clubs um, release a joint. Um, statement about the formation or the the proposed formation of the european super league um six of those clubs being uh premier league clubs the proposed top six or the big six um which is man united uh man city liverpool chelsea tottenham and arsenal um and those six were joined by ac milan inter milan juventus um and then the three spanish clubs of atletico madrid Real Madrid and FC Barcelona Um, and the proposal I think states that there'll be three other clubs joining them to create a uh, permanent sort of static 15 in the league and then the league itself will be a 20 club league with five teams earning a place in that league each year through a qualification process and and none of that has really been um, put forward and, and kind of specified as to how that works we don't know that yet, but the, the 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 headline I think is that these fifteen teams maintain their place from season to season, and there's no relegation as such for them, at least. Um, there are so many factors um, that that go into the argument around this, and and to be honest, it's not really been an argument so far. It's just a, it's a proposal and a backlash and I haven't seen a, I haven't seen any arguments really for it other than from the people proposing it proposing it themselves. Um, I guess we, we should get some initial um, reaction from from you guys. Um, and I guess for context we have um, John Aldinho is a Chelsea fan uh, and Greg is a Spurs fan. Um, and uh, for the purposes of, of the conversation, I'm a Fulham fan here. Um, so I have a, maybe a slightly different opinion on the Premier League and, and the quest for success um, as a smaller club um, or not as a big six club at least. But um, yeah, I guess we'll come first to Greg. What was your initial thoughts on this? I wasn't surprised. 
I definitely yeah. wasn't surprised. This was sort of floated earlier in the season as, um, well, was it a bear project big picture? Mm-hmm. And ever so slight sort of idea. And we sort of knew, look, none of this is surprising. I get that I get people's outrage and 100% we should be. But anyone that's surprised by this shouldn't be. I mean, this is what you get when you invite billionaires into bed with you. The Premier mm-hmm. League has existed with these people at the top for years and years. And the same in Spain and La Liga and the same in Serie A. This is what happens. This is what they will do. So I don't think we should be surprised by it, but we should be outraged by it. And people are, rightly so. And I mean, it's all the context around it as well. We can, we'll, we'll get into what it all means for football, but it's the context of, I mean, it wasn't really announced. as There wasn't an event, was there? It was sort of given to the media, like, oh, there'll be an yeah, announcement. Press release. Yeah, yeah, press release, all of that. And then as the, the days have gone on, it's been a bit more information about this and then statements from other people in the midst of a pandemic with seasons still going on. I mean, the context around it is just as awful as the the prospects of what's going to happen. So that's my initial reaction, really. Yeah. Jonardino, what about you? It's weird, man. Like, it seems like they planned the beginning. Like, okay, we're we're all in this. Us 15 or whatever it is. Um, This is what we're going to do. But then there's not much planning after that. Like everything that's been coming out in the presser, in the presses has been like conflicting and it seems like everything's been rushed and I don't understand why everything's happening now. Like yeah. we're, we're like three quarters of a way through the end of the season, if not less. Um, we haven't even finished European um, ties. And it just it just doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, yeah, the timing, I think there's a few points there that we'll definitely come back to, Greg, as well, about the billionaires being in football and money being in football already. Um, I think the timing is a weird one. I agree. I don't know why particularly they chose um, Sunday. And maybe it was to do with the conclusion of... Um, that particular round of Champions League fixtures and and waiting just to kind of for the next thing so that they maybe there wasn't a backlash during the quarterfinal fixtures and and presumably you know big owners and execs and stuff all all meet at these fixtures and and UEFA's there etc so to just sort of um, see off some awkwardness but also you can probably gauge from that as well that there may have been some kind of you know advancing of discussions during this round of fixtures so you know during those same um meetings you've probably had more development of of the actual narrative itself um i think it it feels it feels very um out of the blue and random and and like that you know they haven't got a a forward plan but i i would i would guess with these people these these billionaires that all own huge empires within within their respective industries will have analyzed this this situation um down to the you know the most micro level um and much like you know we had things like brexit and and trump campaigns you know these these things are 
and and multi, you know those are not the only two things but um campaigns themselves and this is very much a campaign or a coup or whatever you want to call it um there will be some um i'm sure like data driven reasoning behind the timing of everything and mm. and like you say the fact that they floated big picture a few months ago probably as a as a little bit of a a, a test and now they've gone okay so by our calculations there will be this much backlash um but if we put it out there at this at this point um that that you know there has to be some sort of 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 reasoning behind it interesting to note as well um and forgive us because i think on this podcast it will be a kind of a random sort of um mind map of of tangents here because there is just so much to talk about and so, and much so fucking it. confusing like and so, so many confusing. conflicting arguments and yeah things with, coming out. With, with equally small amount of information on the table from the super league side of things itself but um we have psg and bayern as well as sort of porto dortmund a few different teams have said that they're not involved in this plan but Equally, I've seen conflicting reports that say, you know, that PSG is still making a decision and Bayern is still making a decision. But it's, it seems mm. like those clubs won't be involved at this point. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like I say, it's it's it hasn't seemed like much of an argument. It's been more of a it's been an announcement and a backlash. Um, I think there's a part of me that wants to i think because i don't have a vested stake in the in in any of the clubs that are going in so i'm not like probably the closest would be man united but i'm not out and out a united fan i'm i'm, I'm fulham and and coming from the fulham perspective um i personally don't relate so much with the whole like let the fans dream uh thing because that's bullshit it is absolute bullshit like let the fans dream does not exist without money it is let the fans dream that you get taken over by a billionaire and then you might win something but like for i i don't buy the argument that like oh you know blackburn fans are being robbed of the champions league by this uh by this um announcement because they can't now, you know, dream of getting promoted to the Premier League and then finishing the top six. They're not. That's not gonna. That's not gonna happen. Like the the factors that go into that, you know, they they'll be just as likely to win the Super League as they would have been the Champions League before because you need to be a billionaire club to even have a stake in that in that fucking party. Um, Greg. Yeah. Well, you even say that, and but we look at. You, you're right absolutely but you can't even dream of that because the premier league look at newcastle over the summer yeah. they were a, a, a dotted line away from getting that deal done but the premier league vetoed it to keep the big six happy yeah and what have the big six done now they've said oh we'll see you fucking mm. never so yeah. it, it none of it makes yeah. any difference yeah it's, it was yeah. always going to be this way it's just now that we get a visible table of the yeah. six teams and it's it it very much to me it feels like a choice between pick the lesser evil so it's mm. like either you have the champions league because i i think this is the problem is that it's if you get rid of it or you replace the champions league with a super league 
and you have these teams so on a on a on on the most basic level i think how it affects the premier league because it's not supposed to affect the premier league at all really but what you have is that you've always got that argument of oh you know so and so player won't go to that club because they're not champions league anymore like arsenal couldn't sign neymar mm. tomorrow probably even if they had 250 million to splash out on him because they're a Europa League club, because they're not a Champions League club. If you then give Arsenal a lifetime membership to the Super League or the Champions League, suddenly Arsenal, no matter where they finish in the Premier League, and and that's another loophole that's not even been addressed, is like what happens if Arsenal or Spurs somehow have a, a, a nightmare season and get relegated from the Premier League? Are they then in the Championship and in the Europa, the 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 UEFA, oh no, sorry, not UEFA, European Super League. What happens in that situation? Like, if you've got this lifetime membership, but um, yeah. it is it is that buying power, um, and and being able to lure the best players in that is worth so much. And then on top of that, you get the this share that's being talked about of of three point five billion. Mm. Um, so therefore it means that no matter where you finish in the premier league you'll get you're, you're still going to start every season on a on a higher footing than than the 14 other clubs and that that's where i think it's fundamentally wrong um i don't i don't buy into the like the dream of of every club dreams of winning the champions league because i just don't i think football's already corrupt and and locked off enough at the top that you know if you think if you you're a swansea fan or you're a Portsmouth fan or your whatever Port Vale and you think that you're going to win the Champions League one day you need to take a long hard look in the mirror and, and reevaluate things um, and I think that's where the FA Cup and, and things like that play a huge part in, in football um, but I so I don't buy into that argument but I do see how it ruins it ruins the dynamic of a, of a Premier League or something and I would personally like to see more of a I'd like to see more of a balanced debate for the pros and cons of it beyond just, you know, this ruins the Premier League. I, d I don't know. I don't feel like the narrative is, is just not even... Yeah. yeah. We haven't we haven't yet defined a narrative here of, of who it is and who is it against because one of the messages that's, that's been put forward is the fan, you know, football's nothing without the fans. But what what does that mean? Well, look at the last year. The last year has been a perfect sort of test for these uh, uh, yeah. directors and chairmen to be able to go, actually, we don't fucking need you. We don't need seats on bums in the stadiums, realistically. But is that, are they saying that because they're proposed, because has it at any point said that these games will be played elsewhere? Is that is that what they mean? Why Why do people keep saying football's nothing without the fans? Because the fans will still be able to, go to the games they'll just be playing in a different league to the champions league maybe but i mean that was the thing with big pitch that's what the lot of the talk is that this will eventually become a world super league so mm. you'll see into miami you'll see so you you <laughs> won't you won't have these man city down at burnley to yeah. games you'll have every week man city versus juventus in abu dhabi this is melbourne or, city or yeah exactly yeah. it'll be yeah. all or al halal versus tottenham hotspur yeah. in uh, the I don't know Miami Stadium or something. It's these big things yeah. 
Yeah. That's the worry. It's that this is the start of it, and you've got yeah JP Morgan yeah. investing this huge amount that it's only going to get bigger and vaster mm. and more distant in a sense. And I th- I think as well that maybe this football is nothing without the fans. I'm I'm misinterpreting that as actually that's more of a message to say if the fans boycott football, then you've got nothing. I think I think that might be the messaging more because again I think on a literal level there will always be fans for these clubs um and if if they're not you know let's say liverpool if if liverpool's fans are not in liverpool as such and it's not so and so that lives in toxteth or you know guy yeah. that lives down the road in kirby or whatever like it will be liverpool fans in norway or thailand or exactly. australia or new well, yeah. york and boston like these these clubs transcend their cities it's fair to say right or they sure. transcend their locale or their, their locations but i don't know it's i that's there's just so much there john Adinho, sorry no you're good that's the problem i mean ever since i can remember teams have always looked to expand outside of their own country so that's why chelsea united even like recently leicester and and other teams, they they will go to like Thailand or like mm-hmm. China or other countries to obtain this database. Uh, sorry, ex- ex- extend their fan base. Fan base, yeah. And like it's they've always, and this is just a reflection of what what they're trying to do. And it's, man, it's it sucks because like in in retro in in respect to like the Champions League, like. I I love the fact that I could potentially play a big team. Mm-hmm. And like, for example, when we won the Champions League in 2012, you know, we we played Bayern Munich in the final. I don't want to play them every other week. Right now. Like, it's stupid. not special. It, yeah, it's not special. It's like when the semi-final of the FA Cup is at Wembley. Mm. Stupid. It's, it's You don't <laughs> have that feeling of like that. That something that will happen once in a while. And or that's... when Spurs, more, more apt example would probably be when Spurs played at Wembley every week during, mm. when they're yeah, yeah, yeah. being built. Yeah. It's like, good point. It, it takes, yeah, it does take 100%. The, the, the grandeur of it. And jumping back to Dan, you made a point there about the clubs transcending the area, which, you know, mm-hmm. they were originally, you know, work, football's a working class man's sport from the area. You all go and shout on the terraces at the weekend, get away from the wire and have a few pints. Look at the people on top of this, Americans, American billionaires, <laughs> but it's, it, it, you look at, it's going to be an American system. They're franchises. Yeah. They're not clubs oh, yeah. anymore. They're going to be, and Rory Jennings made a brilliant point this, uh, on the kickoff. Dino, you're a nuisance to Chelsea. You're a nuisance. They want some dickhead, yeah. some dickhead from LA walking down to the stadium with a big phone finger, Chelsea kit, buying hot dogs, and they want that every week. They don't want your season ticket. They don't want yeah. your nine hundred pound, and that's it. They want every week to be going to a different city, different stadium, million dickheads getting the full kit, all of that. That's what they want. And it really worried me. I saw, I think it was the BBC got a quote from maybe Perez or one of them. And he he, he divided the fans that are talking now to the fans of the future. And he called us legacy fans, <laughs> which is fucking terrifying. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah it is a joke, and like everything, everything that is said is being sent back to this to money. Like, how is this being funded? How how is the team going to get four hundred and fifty mil? What is that like a base? Is that every year? Mm. Like, surely it can't be every year. That's ridiculous because then, like, how can a team, regardless who it is, invest four hundred and fifty mil each each year into into their team when people who just come up can't even like can't even fend for themselves? Do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Well, that's the ridiculous. that's the thing. That money, they're not going to invest it in the team. They're not. They will spend what probably like fifty million on a prospect that's playing in the Premier League. Get him, convince him from, oh, you're on 150k a week there. Well, we can offer you 350k a week. Travel all around the world. That money will keep going round and round and just stay in and stay in these in the pockets. Really, I think um like a I I haven't like I say I haven't heard too many discussions beyond just this is outrageous like to this quote is contagious Jez. yeah <laughs> but um just even on, on a base of of who'd want to travel to even if it's traveling to uh milan every every week or traveling to madrid like you know, you you play your Premier League game on a on a Saturday, and then you have Saturday night at home, Sunday night at home, and then Monday you're off to Milan, back on Thursday, training on Friday, another Premier League game on Saturday, then you're off to Barcelona, and you know that that's not maybe the life that you really want as a as a player, and and I know. You know, Europe is a similar, and all these people. You know, it's no coincidence that all these people that are kind of behind it, Kroenke, um, Henry, the Glaziers, um, are all American backgrounds, and and obviously Henry's MLB with the Boston Red Sox. Um, the Glazier family own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the the reigning Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm-hmm. um, and and you know the the US is roughly the same size as Europe. Um, so they've gone, well, you know, Tampa have to play, you know, Tampa might have to play in Seattle one week and fly from one corner of the States to the other. Um, so what's the, what's the big deal with Man United playing down in, I don't know, let's say AEK Athens qualify one right. year for the, for the Super League and, and, you know, jetting back and forth between Greece and, and Manchester is, is to them, it's not a big deal. Um, I think it does take away a, a it takes away a huge um, part of you know those players' time and 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 lives. And I don't know. There's there's always going to be the argument that they're paid so much money that you know that that these clubs can do whatever they want and they travel in first class and all of that stuff. But um, I just wonder even after all is said and done and, and if this does get pushed through how many players are just going to not even want that lifestyle well that's the problem as well because you've got a lot of players that are, have been interviewed about it now saying yeah. they didn't have a fucking clue and it's exactly the point that you're making is that if yeah. any players did have any say in this they would say mm. you're fucking joking me aren't you i'm only human i've got like family i'm a, you know yeah, I, yeah. no fucking way and that's the problem it's- that's the crux of it yeah yeah it's interesting because as we were talking 
earlier, I saw I saw a notification that said that um, our president, um, Bruce Buck, he visited the squad today to talk about the ESL. So, it's, it's, you know, I wonder what he's, I wonder what's been said. It's it's all crazy, man. Like, I'm not a footballer, and I'm not as fair as a footballer. But like, I've taken long haul flights. Like, I've taken in one month, I might have taken maybe eight different flights like intercontinental and also within the US and it's knackering man yeah yeah it's mm. so tiring and like regardless of if I'm in luxury or not like it, it all adds up man yeah but I wouldn't want to do it um and I, I don't want to be like traveling half a day just to kick a ball mm. and not see my family for that half a day do you know what I yeah. mean it's exactly ridiculous. exactly yeah. it's ridiculous yeah, yeah, there's um I think I just got a quote here from uh Brendan Rogers and he says, um, my job when I came here was to disrupt the market. Um I wanted to know what defined the top six. Clearly it's money. I mean, I think Leicester have the mo have more right than anyone here to to kind of um challenge f- like why these these six clubs are have got their lifetime memberships because you know, well, yeah. Leicester have more recently won the Premier League than than um, definitely than Arsenal, Spurs, Man United, um, and I yeah. think the other three have won it since Chelsea, uh, Liverpool, and City have obviously won it more recently. But um, you know, Leicester are, are pretty much a, a mainstay in the top six and have been for a while now. That's, um, yeah, that's the thing; it isn't top. And they're six. not. You know, it's not the top six, is it? It's it's the the it's the top six brands. Yeah, exactly. The top big six, six brands. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. And the that. big six, sorry, yeah. The big big six is the terminology being used, but it is, it's very much on a brand level and you're right about, you know, um, Joe Bloggs in LA or so-and-so in Mexico City um, paying for their one fixture a year, paying through the nose, much mm. like UK fans do with mm. with the NFL. And, and that's that's something that I think maybe a few people might need to just look in the mirror and kind of reevaluate their values as well because people for a long time have been gunning for an NFL franchise in London, um, probably the Jacksonville Jaguars to relocate to London. And we've been more than happy to see NFL games played at increasing frequency every year in London and pay 80, 90, 120 pounds every time, you know, the Dolphins and the Packers come and play their annual game in in Wembley. Um, this is not too dissimilar to that. And Spurs obviously were highly involved in in the whole NFL thing. And you know, yeah. um, oh, we we built a whole state. I mean, Daniel Lee's been half and half, isn't it? Yeah, he's been twerking for the NFL for <laughs> years now. It's it's no yeah. secret. I mean, with Spurs, we. <laughs> It is a funny one because, I mean, it's all well and good to laugh and joke and say about what, what the fuck have we done to deserve it? And I completely wholeheartedly agree. But it isn't about that. And to be quite honest, as a Spurs fan, I think, I don't want to say I sympathise for Levy here, but it will have been a decision of, right, do we stay out of this because really we're not part of this gang and we'll probably finish bottom of that league each year. Now I've accepted that because we fucking will. Um, but he considers us a, a huge business. Mm-hmm. So do we stay out of it or do we get left behind by these teams? You know, cause yeah, I, I'm yeah. as a Spurs fan, I'm, I'm, I think we're better off in it 
but at what cost? Is it is it Tottenham Hotspur anymore or is it Spurs? You've noticed this everywhere. I mean, the Tottenham Hotspur is slowly becoming Spurs. And I mean that in every sense yeah. of the word. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think you're right. You're very right about the not wanting to get left behind. And, um, and I think, you know, it's obvious that Levy has global ambitions for, for Spurs. The NFL thing is, is, mm. is, you know, front and center. Your stadium might be called the Amazon box or whatever in the end. Exactly. Um, yeah. The, the rainforest. You know, That's what the, I'm going yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's it's very, very difficult to balance those things. I mean, going back to fixtures being played abroad, you also have John Henry's Boston Red Sox playing at the London Stadium um, in, in MLB fixtures. MLB was supposed to be in London um, oh, really? last year. Yeah, they play a few baseball games. I think the Cubs and the Reds, maybe, or the Cubs and someone else were meant to play um, last year in, in London as well, and that ended up getting cancelled because of COVID. But, um, wow. you know, it's it. I think it was funny that Shahid Khan actually released a statement yesterday. Um, and I think hindsight and after a, a, a great public backlash is a very easy time to make a club statement as many clubs have today. Who is he um, just for context? Uh, Shahid Khan is the owner of Fulham, right? And, but he also owns the Jacksonville Jaguars and, and he also tried to buy Wembley um, a couple of years ago. Um, so yeah. again, he's, he's not, you know, holier than thou kind of figure. Mm. He's, he's still a businessman, but it's, it's a very easy PR win um right now as an owner or as a football club to come out and 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 roundly kind of condemn the other six um as we've seen you know pretty much every club there's been some managers that have kind of steered clear of it i think tom made the point that zidane has kind of sat on the fence very much he said you know i could make a comment on it but i won't there's mm -hmm. no point or whatever it's, it's up to florentino perez perez I don't know how much detail everyone's kind of read up on it, but per I think Florentino Perez is set to be the chairman yeah. of the so, Super League. So all, so um, all, yeah. And then there'll be four vice chairmen, which mm -hmm. is Joel Glazier, John Henry, um, the Juventus guy, I can't remember his actual name. Um, and who is the other one? It's not Abramovich, but it's... There's one other... Um, Not Cronky. Cronky, is it? Yeah, it's, it is Cronky. Cronky. Right. And Cronky, like, all of these people are, pe like, they haven't had any public, you know, public-facing involvement in football or so or soccer, as they probably term it. Yeah. For Joel a long time. I know. Sorry, you go. Joel Glazer hasn't been to Manchester in about three years, apparently, and never done a public interview under <laughs> United. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, and Gary, like, I think Gary Neville um, made a a very good point, and 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 this is the thing: a lot of a lot of my knowledge, as we are up to this point, has come from outraged pros, ex pros, etc., talking. But I think Neville said his um, he was very worried as soon as he saw Joel Glazier's name attached to this because he said that the Glazier family are 
you know, ruthless beyond belief and they've sat stone-faced through some very tough times at Man United during their ownership and they just wait they just waited it out every time and and, and in the end got what they wanted. Yeah, um and he said sure. that you know he, he he thinks that Joel Glazier wouldn't put his name to something that he wasn't 100% sure that would be able like that they would be able to push through. Mm. Um and I I just I just think that the money the 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 projections in terms of the financial projections for this must be astronomical um in terms of actually risking you know because essentially they're just binning off their reputations for this you know oh, yeah, they're, tra- sure. they're trading off whatever reputation or whatever respect that they had with their legacy fans or with their legacy fan base or whatever like the new terminology is mm. for um we don't know the we don't really know the figures yet but for for seemingly a a, a limitless or bottomless pot at the end of the rainbow here um well, i mean look at it like it's exactly what you're saying if they all wake up tomorrow and think no let's not do this no no no. sorry we take it all back we'll keep it that's it that you can't go back yeah. your reputation's <laughs> fucked we know what you're up we knew we before know what your deepest kind of desire yeah, is we knew yeah. before but you were quiet about it so we let you off but now mm. you you've you've shown your true colors bitch like yeah. we know what you're about now. There's no going back for this. And uh, to go off what you were just saying there, it's exactly right. Because if you look back at the, the past two transfer windows, I've just got a few examples here. It makes total fucking sense that this was happening. I mean, you look at United, didn't get Sancho in the end. Mm-hmm. You know, that was widely talked about. Arsenal didn't really invest massively. Spurs, we we were crying out for a fucking centre-back. Didn't get one in January. We're crying out for a backup to Kane for years. Get Vinicius on loan. Bale on loan. Hoybier, 16 million. Why, if they all knew this was going on, why, yeah, why would they waste their money? Why would they waste Mm. 100 million on Sancho? Why? When they know in a couple of years time, they've got this guaranteed check coming through. It makes total sense when you look back. Yeah. It's interesting what, what like, is there even an FFP anymore? Like what, what the heck is going on? Like it's just all well, that's 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 probably one of the big motivators for arguments. Yeah, is that if you look yeah. at it, it's um who is is who's more at threat from this whole thing? Is it the Premier League and the essence of British football, or is it UEFA? Is it an attack? You know who who is getting attacked more here? Is it UEFA and FIFA? Or is it the Premier League? Um, and I've seen arguments for both, and and I think both are kind of getting attacked. Um, <clears throat> I think it was a an old interview I saw with Wenger, um, Arsene yeah. Wenger, who said that um, that other leagues are always trying to catch up with the Premier League or undermine the Premier League in any way they can, because the Premier League is the best league in Europe or the best league in the world. Um, and the creation of a Euro, a, a creation of a European Super League is the the easiest way to undermine the Premier League because you take the top six teams, or you take the top teams or whatever, and you pull them out of the Premier League essentially, 
um and and therefore you you tank the premier league in that way or the premier league doesn't become the premier product of european football it, it becomes this european super league um on the, on the flip side you know you uefa i don't know who runs financial fair play is that uefa or is that fifa say uefa uefa let's say it's uefa, UEFA and, it's and UEFA. teams like you know if you're roman abramovich you've had your fair share of 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 sanctions and you know your sheikh mansur or your whoever and you have all you have all of these billions of of pounds or you know you have millions essentially that you're happy to invest in the team because you know that that can build your business or you know you put in to to take out or whatever um and they're caught up on all of these financial fair play rules and they haven't had sort of rosy relationships with these governing bodies it's literally just like buying your way out of that system Mm. and saying well you know if you don't like the way that we operate and you don't like it and that is that that's that's greed as well that's that's 100 percent greed that's just like you know we we want to just remove all of the caps that you put on us. Um, but I've, I, I, I just don't know where, and I've, sorry. And the other point I was going to make is I've seen arguments that this is all a kind of a bluff and it is just to gain leverage on UEFA or use as a bargaining, you know, to, to actually get more, financial freedom maybe from uefa or to get reforms in the champions league or to get redistribution of of tv rights for these clubs from uefa and it's kind of like you know we will leave so if you want yeah. us to stay then then you better you know sit down at the table with us and give us more but i don't know i i'm not sure like you say there's a lot of hearsay there's a lot of he said she said going on um but it's certainly an an atomic bomb has been you know detonated in the football world this week um and it's i we've never we've never really been at this this stage in any in since i've been following football there's never been something that's kind of outraged the entire football world and had you know, I think Bayern have just come out today actually with a no to the Europa uh, UEFA Super League thing, so we can count them out. Um, but yeah, there's 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 never been anything like this before, and it and it is a huge threat to the Premier League. And and you know, as much as I know, I'm presenting a lot of of maybe middle of the road opinions and points here. I I I, I would go on record to say that I'm against the whole thing. I think I think we're all against the whole thing um but i just think we need more information yeah i mean like is there even a governing body is it well that's it you you go well this is our new club this is our new thing florida perez will be the the chairman so he'll be head of the governing body so if real madrid you know do something wrong Mm. he's not gonna expel them from the competition or Mm. or um come down on you know it's it's we're having a tournament and we're all the ref we're we're also the refs and we're the we're the governing body and and we're the you know there there's no 
yeah, there's no, there's no impartiality um, if you run the if you run the tournament yourself. But I mean, I mean, I'd argue with that though. I mean, you're right. I completely agree. And I don't keep up with La Liga at all. But I fucking know Perez's name, and it isn't, it isn't for his charity work. I'll say that much. But yeah. it does shock me and anger me that it's only now that we're getting this outrage from UEFA, FIFA, the Premier League, all of this, and even our own government, Boris Johnson. We're now getting outrage at all of this when the wallet is in danger. And that's mm-hmm. what fucking upsets me most about all of this. It's, it's, it isn't good or bad. It's all right. Which bastards are we siding with here? Which, which bad guys It's bad guys and other bad mm-hmm. guys really, because they're all interested in one thing. I mean, Patrick Bamford made a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant point. Uh, I to say that, yeah. yeah, go on, go on, go on, Dino. No, I was just going to say like, there's so much, it's crazy how like everybody's outraged, but like there's other things to worry about. And yeah, like, like Bamford said, like there wasn't this outrage when it comes to racism. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's kind of sad that everything that wakes people up is money. Mm. It's, it's so sad. And it's brushed so many other things under the covers. We'll, we'll go into one thing in a minute, but like, you know, like um, the Slavia Prague um, yep. ban, was it like eight games or something? Or 10 games? And then yeah, the person games. that got abused Oh yeah, yeah. He also got a three-game ban, and it's like, wait, what? Are you serious? That's what's the justification in that? And like Slavia Prague not kneeling. I don't know if you have to kneel in like um, European games, but the fact that like they're still even allowed to play games just, just makes no sense. And it's so mm-hmm. sad that the only thing that people want to talk about is money. Yeah, it's so 100%. sad, and it tells you what it tells you not only like what the state of football is but also the world mm, yep the world like um, Dan mentioned earlier like what do other people think and I've I'm in like groups here in America and people have said well as a consumer of football you mean I get to see big teams play week in week out and I'm like well technically yes but like there's no grandeur in that it's just but to the, that's the, that is the audience they and want. And that's what they want. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's us that don't so. fucking matter because we, not, not to say Americans don't get the value of football, but they don't like us. Yeah. You know, they don't get exactly. the value of Premier League or going down to, you know, I said it all over, a broken record, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll be quick with my last few points. I just want to say that also with this, I think the worst thing and people are accepting it is, JP Morgan, Daniel Levy, FSG, Glazers, they don't put out a statement like this unless it's signed, sealed, and fucking delivered. Like th- this this happens. Like this is happening. Like this this isn't a proposal, this isn't an idea that's come out. This they don't get these figures out of, you know, 3.5 billion and all of this. This is the future of football. Yeah. Sad, yeah, I don't know. Like I, going back to the the, the thing of of you know f- using the example of Fulham and coming up to the Premier, the difference between the Championship and the Premier League is so big. The and and there, there's there's this line in the 
in the whatever you're going to call it, like like propaganda that the uh, European Super League people are putting forward about it support ensuring the financial sustainability of the wider football pyramid i think that's the the word verbatim like line Mm. that they're using and i would like to see more around that and and what that Mm. what they perceive that to be um i think if if they could i feel like they would just create if, if it was an option they would just create new um, you know, new super teams that play in this league and make it like the you know the uh Indian Premier League with cricket and and you know the Kerala Super Kings or what you know all these different teams and then those teams buy the best you know pay the best players in the world and and do that and it's kind of what China tried to do and eventually you know you turned on that and realized that it was it was corrupt it, it meant that they weren't getting any good Chinese players for the national team because. It, everyone was brazilian that played in the super league um i think if they could do that they would but unfortunately like a new team doesn't history history sells and history is a commodity that you can't you can't just you can't just magic up you know liverpool or whatever who have this many years and this many trophies and, and stuff and it's the same for united these are all historical giants is <laughs> Dino. Um these are all histo- <laughs> his- historical giants um whose whose brands are worth the most. Mm. And that's the thing. It's you know, you you got you've got the club and you've got the brand and these are the brands trying to break away from the clubs. Yeah, one hundred percent. And drag the club with them and the players and stuff. But if I- if they have to if they have to yeah but i i think we we will see a lot of people falling on their sword here like mm. and a lot of people um backing out and and resigning and you know we're probably not even going to really cover it too much on on this podcast but you know Mourinho resigned or or was was relieved of his duties on the same day that this all broke mm-hmm. um and that's that's one of two things that's either you related to this or it's um levy kind of going well so much shit is being thrown at the fan today that actually we might as well just you know put put this put this extra um you know one on the fire as well and just get and and just bite the bullet while we've got the smokescreen of of the Super League mm. out there, because really, you know, you imagine Mourinho Mourinho being sacked a week before the cup final, the the League Cup final, in a normal sports football news cycle, that's the top story for like two weeks. Is yeah. oh my god, Spurs sacked Mourinho, like, and mm. and let's go and talk, you know, let's talk to every single player and let's get every other manager in the league's opinion on on Mourinho and let's get every ex-pro to talk about what it was like playing for Mourinho and how he lost the dressing room and how, you know, I didn't like it when he did that when I played for them and how he was the best manager I've ever worked with. Like, really, the Mourinho thing's been and gone. It's parked. It happened yesterday. <clears throat> Mason's in now mm. for, for probably whatever the rest of the season. Um, no one's really that bothered about the Mourinho situation. Right. Um, and it's all about the Super League, yeah. so I, I don't know where that where that falls. 
Um, but, you know, in terms of people like Klopp, who's very, you know, can't fault the bloke, honourable, personable, understands football, understands the club, understands the fans, he'll find it very difficult not to resign. If if Liverpool push through with this and the fans and the fans are not gonna be they're not gonna turn around. They're not gonna turn their they're not gonna change their minds and, and suddenly go, Oh actually, yeah, we're we're we've decided now actually we're we're looking forward to Liverpool being in the in the European Super League. Like I think Klopp will resign. I don't see I personally wouldn't see Oli resigning um at man united i don't think i just don't see it but i th- I think klopp of all the managers of these 12 teams um is probably the most honorable he he i feel like he's managing liverpool out of love rather than necessity um because he went on that sabbatical he was on that sabbatical year when he got the job so he took the job because he felt it was the right job rather than actually him like being desperate for a job. And he's done a great job there. And this this year's been a rough year. And then you compound that with this bullshit. Like, I can really see him being like, you know what? I'm I'm good. Um and then you know, he he'll he'll go back and manage in, in the German league. He'll go back to Dortmund even, I don't know, like I know there's a there's a space for him at Bayern at the end of the season, but I think he hates Bayern too much to uh, to take that job. But um, I can certainly I can certainly think that Klopp might be one of the big um, casualties of of this of this whole thing. Um, and you know he, he doesn't need the he doesn't need the money mm. and and stuff. And um, I felt sorry for him actually in his in his interview yesterday obviously and i felt do you know what? i felt sorry for the whole the whole liverpool team at the moment because they're getting you know they're getting a lot of shit for something that's not they have not nothing to do with it you know everyone was like yesterday when leeds scored that equalizer it was like oh the sweetest thing to see like don't you love to see it like leeds equalizing like against liverpool like you know, like the Liverpool players on the pitch were the the big villains of the whole story. They're not. Um, this is way above them. This is John John Henry. Like, mm. yeah, you'd love to see it if John Henry, I don't know, like if John Henry had been on the pitch and and and, and had conceded an equaliser. But you know, I've, and Klopp, I think, tried to say like, you know, we, the team, you know, what what are you hating on the team for? But I don't know. It's such a weird situation, and and I think the confusion and the the complete like complex structure and and everything of opinion and debate and rumor and outrage is all part of the. That's probably part of the plan for these people that have announced it. They were pro- they've probably predicted every move so far that that this is how people would react and this is how it would take the you know this is how the football world would react i i I don't foresee a situation where they haven't got a dominic cummings type brain behind Mm -hmm. all of this 
who is who's who's gone right yeah i think probably april 18th is about the right time to announce this because of xyz um this is going to happen this is a worst case scenario this is a best case scenario um i just can't see i can't see a situation where they're not in in control of of their intentions right now and that's the scary part mm. is that these are these are this is not like some dragon's den proposal of can i have 3.5 billion from jp morgan please for 50 percent stake in my european super league this is people with probably combined 20 30 times that amount of money in their personal bank accounts playing a little game of yeah. how can we make ourselves 10 percent extra money next year and rip away you know something that is intrinsically kind of valuable to communities across the uk and, and there's no understanding of that and there won't be it's mm. you know you don't become a billionaire by respecting some local person that lives in this street in whatever liverpool and goes to hold on, on hold on hold on what chelsea have withdrawn from the super Ooh. league Ooh. chelsea oh. are the first team to withdraw from the super league blimey well, yeah, I'll tell you sorry about Abramovich. Blimey. Um, yeah. I'm happy, I saw two, I just... t- two teams were flirting with the idea of, of pulling out. So yeah. Chelsea's done it. And that's with all Apparently. the... St- wow. This is, on the, this is on the Athletic. That's and you know, notification. And you know, everyone, everyone's outside Stamford Bridge protesting, even Petr Cech. <laughs> really? Yeah. For real? For real. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Blimey. Well, there we go. I mean, yeah, that's a perfect example. Of every, everything is changing. Um, breaking, yeah, Dan Rome, BBC, breaking, I understand. Um, Chelsea are now preparing documentation to request withdrawing from the European Super League. But surely they're locked in now. Surely. There's no fucking way. Like, there's no... This is what I was saying earlier. That These statements yeah. don't come out unless... I, I saw talk of a 23-year deal between these <laughs> clubs to be in. That's that's a nearly as old as I am. Oh, no, I'm nearly as old as that. Yeah. It does mend, I don't, it doesn't happen. You can want to, but I, I don't see that. Yeah. The top comment on, on that is they still need to be punished. Um, Champions League banned for the next two seasons. Like, you know, it's... Um, it's siding with this whole thing is you know you you, you side with the, who you think will be the vic- it's like italy during world war 2 um and you know they sided with the nazis when they thought that the nazis were going to win the war and then as soon as it turned the other way they reneged on that and and they joined the allies and 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 they ended the war kind of fighting against the uh the the nazis and and, and stuff but that's basically what Chelsea have just done. Chelsea have realised that the tide is is slightly turning, and they've gone. Actually, you know what? Um, we don't have the NFL, and we don't have that system in Russia. Um, we do have hockey, Continental Hockey League (KHL), um, which covers China and, and Kazakhstan and a few different places. But I'm sure Abramovich is probably the most. Uh, he's probably the most different billionaire at the table. 
there i would say so that that in 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 some ways chelsea being the first team or, or the, we don't know if it's the only team but the first team to to back out doesn't surprise apparently, me as much apparently city want to as well but that's not confirmed mm. um and i think i think um yeah i mean chelsea you can't just wash your hands and watch this happen i mean yeah, there no has to be some sort that. of implication like yeah. you know like greg like greg said a few minutes ago it was like you showed your true colors so you know can't forget it um and honestly even though this has happened i still don't know how to feel i mean like you still wanted to do this so mm. um just because we've withdrawn it's not necessarily a great feeling it's just you try something and it didn't work do you know what i mean Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge, um, huge protests outside Stansford Bridge. Yeah, um, and it's it's good that it is. It's good that you know they're actually seeing like there's more to life than money, even though that's clearly what they want. Mm. But yeah, it's freaking crazy, man. I'm looking. I'm seeing some of the pictures online now, and it's like, but completely like more than what happened yesterday there's so much more that's going on i think people are starting to comprehend what it actually means yeah. sort of understand it a bit more and process it I plus suppose. we're in london yep so, very true very true yeah jose um, yeah Mourinho. what's the thoughts on um okay so i wanted to jump in well, when you were talking about it there yes um there's a lot more context to what's going on i think that I'll preface this with saying that I think that the Super League maybe could have been a factor, but in terms of other factors, it's way down the list as Mm -hmm. to why Jose was sacked. Yesterday was a brilliant day to release bad news because as bad as the news you're going to release is, it's not going to be uh, paramount to the European Super League, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, But fuck me, it was a long time coming, to be honest with you. And I think that... You know, one win out of our last five. The football has just been dire for for months now. I don't think we've had a, a particularly good game since well November, December, maybe. Um, unless you count the one against Marine, which I don't, by the way. Um, Seventeen months, and there's been no real progress under Jose. I mean, you could you could talk about other factors and transfer market, all the things like that, but there hasn't, and he was brought in to to make an impact, and we were already getting the the third season Jose syndrome. You know, the the dressing room was divided, just as Gareth Bale started to perform well, just because he has one bad half against Arsenal, he was then left out of the team completely. Although you've still got Matthew Dorothy playing, Eric Dyer still playing, all these <laughs> Dorothy. And I think that um, the cup final has more uh, a more uh, prevalent issue because I think that with all of this, if Jose had got us through over the line and won that, it would have been extremely, extremely difficult to justify sacking him because mm-hmm. fans would then go, right, yeah, to be fair, it's been shit football, but he was brought in to win us something, which we haven't done in fucking long time. And he did it. So how have you sacked him now? So I think that that's where the uh, Super League comes in, in that 
Daniel Levy's probably seen that massive check and gone, yeah, that that payout isn't too bad now. Which I, I'm I understand that it's not the thirty million we all thought; it's the fifteen million payout with him being put on guard and the guarding leave, uh, which is something we typically do at Tottenham just to uh, run the prices down. So, it, and Daniel Levy can do no wrong in terms of the the football at Tottenham now because Ryan Mason's been brought in as interim until we get uh, Julian Nagelsmann. I hope I'm manifesting <laughs> it, and. I'm fucking up. The lad is a Tottenham boy. Everyone loves him already. His first press conference was brilliant. He said all the right things, which I have no doubt he believes in and means, but you can bet your house that he's been uh, briefed on everything that he needs to say. Uh, we go into that cup final on Sunday. If we lose, it's all right, Ryan. Don't worry about it, mate. Awful season. It was that dinosaur. Don't worry about it. If he wins it, get that fucking statue built. And in amongst in amongst the wider context of football at the moment, it's the least of your worries, really. And I think that there was a, a collective sigh of relief when Jose left, because Jose left. You know, I, I I was never Jose out. I was very critical of him, but I'm also critical of the players. I think that the problem at Tottenham still remains to a certain extent. Jose going isn't isn't the end of it, but it's certainly a, a I think, and this might come back to haunt me. I think it's a good thing for the club, to be quite honest, because it mm. was getting to- it was already at a point of toxic, and we know Jose Mourinho. It wasn't going to get any better after that. Yeah, <clears throat> I I agree with everything there, Greg. Like it's um, it's it's the way Mourinho operates now is it's nothing new anyone that thought it was it was ever going to be any different mm. you know it's just not a shock it's not a shock at all no. I don't I think it's almost a non-story based on that I hope you get Nagelsmann I think that will probably depend quite a lot on on I think all recruitment for all of these 12 clubs is going to have a moral factor going forward and it's going to be, you know, does that person want to be involved with this club? Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of, of good managers um, out there that, that you can get in, I guess. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I just think Jose, I, I kind of hope the guy doesn't take another, at least doesn't take another job in the, in, in the UK. I don't think he can. Yeah, I, I I would quite like to see him in a, in a different in a different league or a different culture. Maybe, I mean, I don't. I think Barcelona wouldn't touch him with a barge pole. Back to Porto, maybe. Uh, I think he wouldn't go back to the Portuguese league. Mm. Personally, I just think he he would see himself as as above that. Um, and yeah, it the Italian league is the only place I could see him, but he hates. He hates Juve. Um, Inter are doing really well with Conte, so he's not going to get a job at Inter. And presumably he burnt some bridges when he left there. I don't know what, I can't remember what the reason he left Inter was, but, um, you know, PSG are not probably going to need a new manager for four or five years. Can't really see Poch, mm. you know, especially if Poch wins a, a Champions League, which he might win one by default at the moment. If, yeah, by by Friday they've got to decide if, that. Um, 
yeah, if this if this all gets pushed through and the, and and um, the remaining teams, whatever Real Madrid, Chelsea, and and City will get ejected from the league. Mm. Um, you know, if Poch gets the Champions League under his belt, he's pretty safe there, to be honest, because that's always that's been the the one um, thing that managers at PSG have fallen short on is is a Champions League title. Um, mm. But yeah, I just I just think with Mourinho, just stick to the TV right. stuff. Now, you're a le- he's an absolute you know he's a legend. He is a legend of the Premier League, but he's a di- he's also a dinosaur. I think now as well, mm-hmm. um, and dinosaurs are best kept in museums um, and and not sort of put out on the on the touchlines on a Saturday in in the Premier League. So um, yeah, put him in a Sky Studio. Have him. He's a brilliant pundit. He's a funny guy. He's very charismatic, very affable. I like the. I really like him. Um, but I think he is too big of a character to manage a smaller club. Mm-hmm. And I just think any big club looking at Mourinho is is it's not the right move. And yeah. he's got a CV that that explains that. And it's just a. Uh, you know, if you could lock in year one Mourinho forever, then yeah, fair enough. But I think there's something up there in his brain as well that goes well. I've, I mean, even if that, what I don't know what the number was with Spurs, how much they're paying him. I know 35 mil was the the fake number, I guess. But 15, 15 million Gardner yeah, leaves. Say he's made 60, 70 million pounds in his life out of payouts terminations on his contract <laughs> yeah. like you know the guys is fucking genius yeah oh for and sure it's kind of and we haven't mentioned it on the show and and we won't go into it but it's like the ben as it reminds me of ben Askren fighting jake paul and it's like you know if someone puts a contract on the table and there's clauses in there that say you will get paid x amount of money at this point regardless of whatever you do you know mm. it, I could, yeah. I could see Marie, do you know what I could see Mourinho <laughs> boxing Jake Paul but, yeah, no. <laughs> I could see Mourinho ending up ending up something to do with this UA, this this Super League if it goes ahead mm. he's the kind of guy that will take the money and manage one of these teams I think... or, or be involved in it somehow like because he's he, he's just he, you know he's he knows he's only got you only got one life Mm. Um, and that's the unfortunate thing is that all of these other businessmen are also probably thinking that you know they've only got one shot yeah. at being the richest man ever, um, and um, they greed, greed is a it, you know it's a human fucking thing. Like we would all probably snatch if someone came to you tomorrow and said, "I will," you know, I don't know, like. I will give you this this many millions, and there's I don't know something. So put some sort of proposition towards you. You would at least be considering it. Um, and and that's the thing. Greed greed is 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 the heart of all of this. And it's you know if you can make more money, you're probably gonna take that option. Well, and I think that it it goes back to the point of um, Spurs. Do you in or out? Whether you're involved or not, that money's going to someone. So it may as well be you, <laughs> yeah. If you're offered it, I mean that's a, a a one way. I'm not saying that that's my way of looking at things. I'm not going to put that out on the record, but they're going to pay it to someone. If they're asking you, and I think yeah. Jose, yeah, it's exactly what you say. I think Jose is that kind of man. 
Yeah. He said yeah. when he was at Chelsea, he would never, never manage Tottenham. He would never go anywhere oh, near he's us. A, the guy is like, the guy, his moral compass is, is yeah. in the rear view mirror. Like, he's not. <laughs> and and I think he's he doesn't really hide that either. Like, he's just, Mourinho is Mourinho. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think this will be a, to- a topic that we probably... You know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we're going to be talking about it week to week um, for the next few podcasts anyway. And the the big picture um, as such is, is going to be different by the time we're next putting out an episode. So um, hopefully you guys get to listen to this before everything we've said is, is completely um, outdated, outdated and, and defunct. But um, yeah, I, I, I just don't I have no idea what's uh what it all looks like um apparently tom saying man city is set to pull out as well so that would fill in the the, the what we said about the, the two clubs um exiting but i don't know we're, we're i'm sure we're about to find out whether everyone else um has the metal to to stick to their guns again shake mansoor is also probably one of the odd parties at the table here um i think none of the other all all the other investors are american i don't know who owns i don't know who owns a i think ac milan is american owned isn't it i think i'm not sure sure. i don't know we'll see we'll see but um yeah this is it's, it's an evolving um situation let's leave it at that um and yeah next week's podcast uh hopefully we'll be able to go into more detail with it and and look at either the the fallout and the collapse of this plan or um maybe there'll be something even more sinister by then um with it all but um i think lads will um will conclude today's episode um on on those points but it's a fun topic to talk about i'm not gonna lie about that but um yeah definitely uh a lot a lot to take in um so yeah definitely um let us know as well if you have listened to this and and you have um you have an opinion yourself um definitely drop one of us a message and and we'll try and put as many of your um opinions across on the next um on the next podcast which will be good so lads thank you very much um john aldinho off to get some lunch it's only midday yeah, man, over I'm there. Starving. In the yeah. Um and yeah, I'm off to get some uh dinner and uh I'm, Greg, what are you up to? I'm off to get the whiskey. Whiskey, <laughs> let's go. Is that the Conor McGregor one? Proper twelve, you know. Yeah. Not not sponsored. It's good, but it could be better. Do you know it's what I'm good, saying? But it's not right. Yeah. Um, okay. There you go. Um all right, lads. <laughs> so we'll see you all uh on the next podcast. Thanks for listening. And uh yeah, both of you, thanks for joining me today on the pod. See you soon.